for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Glad to have you here this morning. And if you're visiting with us here this morning, you need to know that this is a special day as far as how we're going to conduct our services. We're going to be focused on the concept of prayer. We're going to have several scripture readings and different people issuing prayers this morning, and they'll all be seated so you won't see them up here. So be prepared for that. That's unusual. So it'll be all right. But once again, to you visitors, we're welcome. And oh, today is a very special day. Today uh, is the birthday of Derek Ferris. He's 37 years old. Derek's, Derek's not here with us today. That's my nephew. But in that case, we do have another birthday of somebody that is here. <laughs> and that's Hugh Anthony. He's a little bit beyond 37. I think somewhere around 91. Is that right, Hugh? Hugh, congratulations. We love you. And uh, if we're blessed to make it to 91, we hope we can be in as good a shape, looking as fine as you are this morning. So thank you for your example. Thank you for being here. We know sometimes it's a struggle. Uh, and we appreciate your, your presence. You know, as... Uh, as believers, we are kind of called to not be of this world, though we're in this world. But I contend that even then, we are still some ways molded by our surroundings and our culture. The way we speak, the way we dress, and sometimes even the way we worship. When I look in the Old Testament and I see all the directions that God gave the children of Israel with regards to their worship, their ceremonies, their rituals, you might say, and how specific he was in so many of the details. And sometimes I think that tendency has followed itself down to our times today. That sometimes we focus too much on the details of exactly how we're supposed to conduct ourselves or how we're supposed to worship as opposed to taking the direction of Jesus where he says worship in spirit and in truth that's pretty plain but that's really not very specific is it I think we're given some freedom on how to do that and when the apostles asked Jesus concerning prayer from what I read he asked them they asked him to teach them to pray, not necessarily how to pray. There are various ways we can express our praise and our adoration to God. There are various ways we can pray. And hopefully you will take that opportunity this morning uh, in your own way to, to express that.
Would you pray with me? Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your Son, our Lord. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you that the week to come may be spent in your favor. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. John 13, 34, 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. This is my desire to honor you, Lord, with all my heart, I worship you. All I have within me, I give you praise. All that I adore is in you. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord have your way in me. Lord, I give you my heart, I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord, have your way in me. Lord, have your way in me. We shall assemble on the mountain. We shall assemble at the throne. 
with humble hearts into his presence. We bring an offering of song, glory and honor and dominion unto the Lamb, unto the King. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We sing the song of the redeemed we shall assemble on the mountain we shall assemble at the throne with humble hearts into his presence we bring an offering of song glory and honor and dominion Unto the Lamb, unto the King. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. We sing the song of the redeemed. Father, we thank you for this time that we can be here. Father, we're so thankful that you give us the health to be here and the desire to be here. And we're thoughtful now, Father, of those that are sick amongst us and not able to be here. And now we pray for that time that we have coming up in which we prepare ourselves, our minds, our attitudes, our hopes, on the coming of a new minister family to us. Father, help them to come to a congregation that wants to be on fire and is on fire for you. Help us, Father, to have a renewed spirit of unity a desire to serve you, a desire to see beyond the walls that we have here, and yet a desire to be with each other, even at this place when we come together. Father, help us to put those things that would separate us aside and look for the joy that we have in you. Give us strength, Father. Give us Give us your spirit. And Father, help us to look forward to and work together even before that new family arrives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hebrews thirteen seventeen, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before, O oh my 
soul, I'll worship your holy name. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to sing your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I'll worship your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to anger. Your name is great and your heart is kind. For all your goodness I will keep on singing. Ten thousand reasons for my heart to find. To bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I'll worship your holy name. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. Oh, my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, I'll worship your holy name. I'll worship your holy name. I'll worship your holy name. My heart, my mind, my body, my soul, I give to you, take control, I
Lord, we come to you and we, we thank you for this time of prayer that we have. And during this time, we want to, to lift up to you our elders, Richard Peace, Jay, Anthony, Jay Spencer, Kyle Jones, Wayne Kirby. Lord, we, we thank you for their leadership and we're mindful of the responsibility that they have to lead this group of believers in a direction that will that will lead us all eventually to home with you in eternity. Lord, this time we ask for an extra measure of wisdom and discernment as they, they make decisions that affects this group of people. Lord, as they constantly reach to you in prayer, we pray that, that they understand your will for them and the decisions that they make and and that ultimately that we all can make it home with you in eternity. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Hide me now under your wings. Cover me within your mighty hand. When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and know you are God. Find rest, my soul, in Christ alone. Know his power in quietness and trust. When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and know you are God. When the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and know you are God. I will be still and know you are God.
How do you explain? How do you describe a love that goes from east to west and runs as deep as it is wide? You know all our hopes. Lord, you know all our fears. And words cannot express the love we feel. But we long for you to hear. So listen to our hearts. Hear our spirits sing. A song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are. But words are not enough to tell you of our love. So listen to our hearts. If words could fall like rain from these lips of mine, and if I had a thousand years, Lord, I would still run out of time. So if you listen to my heart, every beat will say, thank you for the life, thank you for the truth, thank you for the way. So listen to our hearts, hear our spirits sing, a song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are. But words are not enough to tell you of our love. So listen to our hearts. But words are not enough to tell you of our love. So listen to our hearts. Father, as we continue to lift you up in prayer, Father, as we are here as your people, and Father, we are in search of a new minister for this, for this body here, and Father, we continually have a committee that is working desperately and really hard to find the person that uh, would be a fit for our people here, and Father, at this time, I would like to lift these people up to you, Father, for, for the decisions and the, and the time that they have spent, Father, in, in speaking and interviewing with different people. Father, I'd like to lift up Cliff, Stephen, Clay, Rachel, Jill, Glenn, Kathy, Daryl. Joanne, Keith, Lewis, Daisy, 
Jimmy, Elton, Greg, Sam, Kyle, and Laura. Father, I just ask that you continue to give this group of people the wisdom that they need at this time, Father, in, in, the, in this selection process. And Father, I ask that, that each one of these individuals continue to go to you daily in prayer and in thought. And Father, I just ask that you continue to lift these ones up. For all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans 15, 14 through 16. I myself am convinced, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, complete in knowledge, and competent to instruct one another. I have written you quite boldly on some points, as if to remind you of them again, because of the grace God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles with the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God, so that the Gentiles might become an offer an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. A common love for each other, a common gift to the Savior, a common bond holding us to the Lord. A common strength when we're weary, common hope for tomorrow, a common joy in the truth of God's Word. A common love for each other, a common gift to the Savior, a common bond holding us to the Lord. A common strength we're weary a common hope In the truth of God's word, there's a stirring deep within me. Could it be my time has come? When I see my gracious And his voice I am hearing. Come away, my precious one. Is he calling me? Is he calling me? I At his, At his 
Dear God, we thank you for your wisdom in all things, and we beg you now to keep this body centered on you through the days and weeks ahead. For many in this body, it would be, probably be very comfortable with someone who reminds us of our former minister, but that shouldn't be our main criteria. God, we just seek that someone that will give us a different personality, a different way to deliver the good news that has been preached at this place for nearly 150 years. May each heart be open to change as you continue to keep our hearts and minds focused on eternity. I'm grateful, Father, for the men and women of your children who have poured so much of themselves into the search process, and I pray as we continue to evolve that the one man who will be our minister, our pastor, our preacher, our friend, our teacher, and most important, your servant. I ask your guidance in all that we do. Today, Father, there's a minister standing in the pulpit somewhere who is praying the same prayer many of us have over time. They seek your direction in leading others to you, and we long for the time when that individual, whom only you know, will hear the calling and join us here at this place. We humbly ask that in all things this congregation seeks your will for every and each and every heart that, whose heads are bowed. God, you know our needs and our wants, and to guide us to that person who is, you have already prepared for this responsibility. I pray that when the announcement is made by our shepherds that we will all welcome and support and encourage your new servant here. And I, I say it 
as it states in Hebrews, remember your leaders who spoke to the word, the word of God to you, and that their work be a joy, not a burden. God, we pray our wants will be the needs you see for this group of your children, that our next minister will have a deep and abiding commitment to Christ and a definite sense for your calling. We pray for the person of integrity and honesty whose life is marked by prayer, faith, compassion, and love. And we pray for a minister with vision as well, seeking to strengthen the believers here and reach the lost for Christ. I know, Father, that none are perfect, no minister nor congregation, and I pray that we will together welcome the person who will preach the word, who will do so correctly, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction this body. May we all continue our spiritual focus, which will enable a successful search. May we never lose sight that our minister through this process is to seek who you, our Heavenly Father, are already raising up to be the lead of this body. May we keep the Holy Spirit as our guide throughout the process so that all we will be able to do is see your hand through each step. I pray that this body of your children will pray expectantly for the new minister, that they will pray intentionally, and may our hearts and minds focus on the inspired word from the scriptures. For, Father, we are grateful for everybody that is here. I pray, Father, that you will hear our prayers and know our sincere hearts as each portion of this service takes place. We pray that it will be a sweet aroma to you. Bless each of us, Father. Bless this body collectively. Bless those ministers we continue to talk to and build positive relationships with. Everything we do, Father, may you receive all the honor, the glory, and the praise through the blood of your Son, Jesus, I pray. Amen. 1 Chronicles 16.34 Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because he's given Jesus Christ his Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. 
Thank you, Lord, for loving me, and thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole and saving my soul. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Let us all with one accord sing praises to Christ the Lord. Let us all unite in song to praise him all day long. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Please reveal your will for me so I can serve you for eternity. Use my life in every way. Take hold of it. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. I want to thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Our Father in God in heaven, thank you so much for yet another opportunity to come together as your people here at this place to worship you, to praise your name, Father, and to thank you for your loving kindness for us that as Grayson is read in your word, we know is everlasting. Father, we thank you so much for the blessings of life. We ask that you continue to bless us as you see the needs that we have. Thank you, Father, for answering the many prayers that have been uh, uh, put forth for the search for a new minister to uh, uh, bring the word before us here at Lamar Avenue. And we pray, Father, that uh, uh, you continue to be with the search team as they... Uh, uh, go through the process as they continue to interview uh, uh, good men for this position. And we pray that uh, you give that group uh, an extra amount of wisdom and discernment in uh, making the selection to be uh, uh, given to the elders. Thank you, Father, for the congregation's patience. Thank you for their uh, prayers on behalf of this process and we pray that we continue to give you thanks for all the good things in life for we know that every good and perfect gift indeed comes from you thank you father for your love for us thank you for your mercy and your grace toward us Father, I thank you most of all for our 
victory that we have in Jesus and as we prepare to partake of the bread in remembrance of his sacrifice for us. I pray that uh, we will do so uh, in a manner that's pleasing in your sight and that will indeed help us to remember that wonderful love, that uh, indescribable love that Jesus has for us in taking our sins upon himself, uh, dying the cruel death on the cross for us. I pray this in his well, name. I started to preach Amen. this from the pew this morning. <laughs> Today has, has been a great service. I hope there is a stirring in your heart because of the prayers and songs and, and scriptures that we have heard this morning and that we have participated in this morning. I want to read one verse and make a few comments relative uh, to that passage. First Corinthians 9 and verse 16, Paul said, For if I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for I am under compulsion, for woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Paul was a man who was under compulsion, he had a conviction, he had experienced a conversion, and he was compelled to preach the story of Jesus Christ. Nearly every prayer that we have offered today has, to some degree, made reference to our minister search. I was thinking in the process of these prayers that in some degree, in several churches, humbly, Linda and I have been the answer to the kind of prayers we've prayed today. As a matter of fact, it was about 30 years ago I sat uh, as an unknown visitor in a congregation in Arlington, Texas, knowing that we were about to be announced as the new preacher for that church, and the church didn't know it, but the elders and I did, and the search committee knew. And I sat in that assembly one Sunday evening on my way to Abilene for a seminar, and I heard the kind of prayers that we have offered today. Lord, we know you know who's going to be our next preacher, and we're praying for him, and we're praying for his family, and I'm sitting there thinking, I'm the answer to this prayer. Linda and our family, we are the answer to this prayer. It's a strange feeling to feel like you are the answer to a congregation's prayer. But there is, as someone has said today, a minister standing in a pulpit somewhere in this area, miles from here, only God knows. And he knows in his heart he will be called to be the preacher for this church. He has already sensed it. He's ready to say yes when the offer is presented. He will be a man, I hope and pray, who is under compulsion to be a preacher of the gospel. And I want to say amen to everything Grady said last week. 
He preached from the bottom of his heart, and I would uh, have to say that a major portion of what I'm saying this morning is not on a piece of paper. It's in my heart. And Grady reminded us of something we need to remember, that preaching is not a job. It is a calling. It is a calling from God. It is a calling from the church. It is a calling from within the heart of the preacher that I cannot help but do this, for I am under compulsion. We need to remember that first and foremost, the responsibility of the man who one day will stand in this place is to preach the Word of God. That is what we're calling him to do. One of the problems in ministry is we put too many hats on the preacher. And we need to put one hat on this preacher, and that is preacher. He needs to know when he comes here, this is a church that expects the Word of God to be proclaimed every Sunday. He expects to hear the pages of the Bible turning. He expects that people will come out and ask him questions about what did this mean and what did you say about this and help me understand this a little better and help me to get a little deeper into the Word of God because he is going to be the expert on God's Word in this church. And I say that unabashedly because he is the one who has been called to study, to devote himself to spend time in the Word and on his knees and in prayer, that God will give him a message that will prick the hearts and the conscience of people who sit before him in the pews on the Lord's day. Now I will tell you this, if you look at the pictures of all the preachers who have served in this church for 150 years, I'm not as old as this church is, but I knew and know nearly every preacher back to 1940. I have personally known those men. And I will tell you, they preached the word, they served their generation well, and in addition to being the preacher for this church, every one of them were spiritual leaders in this community. Not because that was their first responsibility, but because whoever preaches for this church will be a spiritual leader in Paris, Texas. And it's not so much because of the personality of the preacher who will be here, it is because of the influence this church has had in this community for a century and a half. And when he stands, and when he's introduced, and when he mingles among the citizens of this town, he will be respected because they know he is the preacher at the Lamar Avenue Church of Christ. You, all of us, as this church, will help build his respect and his influence in this church because we are known and have been known for all of these years. He's going to be a newcomer. He's going to be a parasite for the first 10 or 15 years, and then we'll accept him as a Parisian. I know all about that. So let's look at this. Let's think about this. There's been a lot of talk about our community, and we are a part of our community. And our preacher will be a community leader, but he's not to be the executive director at the Chamber of Commerce. He's to be the preacher 
for the Lamar Avenue Church of Christ, period. And whatever else happens with his influence in this town, it will be because of who he is within this church as a spiritual leader and a preacher of the Word of God. And just as we have prayed for him today, unnamed, when he gets here, let's keep praying for him. Let's don't just say, well, our prayer's been answered. Let's keep praying for him. Because I promise you this, he will not be the answer to some of your prayers. He will not be the preacher that you think ought to be standing here. And so if you're disappointed and you think, well, we should have gotten someone else, let me tell you what you do. When he gets here and you decide right up front, we ought to have a better preacher than this. You know how you get a better preacher? You don't fire the one you have. You pray for the one you have. And you pray him into being a better preacher. You will probably also pray yourself into being a better listener. So let's keep praying for him. One of my heroes in preaching was Batsel Barrett Baxter. Brother Batsel Barrett Baxter. When Joe Barnett was working with Brother Baxter on the Herald of Truth television program, he called him Bushel Barrel Basket. But his name was Batsel Barrett Baxter, and he was the chairman of the speech department and the Bible department at David Lipscomb University for many years and preacher for the Hillsborough Church in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, Brother Baxter said a couple of things that I have tucked away and reminded myself of over the years. He said this, the tyranny of preaching is that Sunday comes every seven days. That's the burden of preaching. The preacher no sooner finishes his Sunday morning sermon, his Sunday night sermon, it's Sunday night and Sunday's coming again. And so week in and week out, there is the task, the privilege, Yes, even the burden of what will I preach next Sunday. The tyranny of preaching is that Sunday comes every seven days. The joy of preaching is that if the preacher is devoting himself to his first and foremost priority of study and preaching, then every seven days will not just be a tyranny, but it will be a joy for him to stand and from the overflow preach from the word that he has been deeply involved with during the past week. So we need to keep praying for him. Around the turn of the 1800s, from the time of the Civil War till about 1900, there was a preacher in London, England, was probably the most famous preacher of his day, and preachers still read his sermons. They have been published in volumes. His name was Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And Spurgeon began preaching for a small church in London when he was very young, in his 20s. And his preaching just built the church and people would come to hear and some would come on Sunday nights and they went to other churches on Sunday morning because 
this man had filled himself with the word of God and it just overflowed to the point that they had to build a new building, the London Tabernacle. And over 10,000 people would gather on Sunday nights. Some of this was before electricity. They would come on Sunday nights to hear Spurgeon empty himself of the Word of God that he had been studying that week. And he would just preach without notes. Fluently, he would proclaim the Word of God. But while Spurgeon was preaching to thousands of people in the London Tabernacle, there was a chapel in that building, and there were 300 people that Spurgeon called his prayer warriors. While he preached, they prayed. While he preached, they prayed. They prayed that he would have, as we say, a ready recollection. He would remember what he needed to say. They prayed for fervent spirit that he would proclaim with intensity the word of God. They prayed that hearts would, would be pricked and people would listen and folks would be led to Jesus Christ. Great preaching must always be accompanied by powerful praying. Pray before the preacher preaches. Keep praying while he's preaching that lives will be changed. I'll say a few of those things this morning about preaching and praying and prayers being answered and prayers being continued for those who proclaim the word of God. Paul was a praying preacher. Every book he wrote, he included some portion of prayer. And he encouraged people to pray for him that he would have just the right words and say them in just the right way that people's lives would be touched and they would be changed. In the book of Colossians chapter 4, he would say these words uh, to this church as, uh, as he was about to read the word of God, share the word of God, and proclaim the word of God. He would say to this church, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving, praying at the same time for us as well, that God may open to us a door for the word, so that we may speak forth the mystery of Christ for which I have also been imprisoned. Paul, why do you want people to pray for you? That a door for the word will open in their lives. As in order I may make it clear in the way I ought to speak. There it is. Praying and preaching. They go hand in hand. And this morning, we have offered up prayers from a heart filled with compulsion. I have been compelled to share a message about preachers and preaching. As we sing a song of invitation, the song says, Just as I am. And that's how God would like to receive you this morning. That's how he wants you to come, just as you are, but he doesn't want any of us to stay just as we are. And that's why we turn our lives over to God just as we are, 
and we let God make us just into what he wants us to be. If you feel that need to respond this morning, come as we stand. And